directors this morning. Thanks, Travis. Our first reading is from Psalm 145, 5 through 10. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. Our second reading is from Matthew 11, 2 through 11. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back to report to John to hear to what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those who were born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Amen. Thank you, Travis. We're going to look at the gospel story uh, today, so if you want to keep your Bibles open to Matthew uh, chapter 11, uh, you can do that uh, on your bulletin. If you uh, turn it over, it's, it's blank on the back and there's a pen in front of you. I'm going to give you a few things to write down today as well as um, verses, and it's just an honor and a privilege to have you with us this morning as we open God's Word, and we won't be long today um, <clears throat> because kickoff is at noon. So... Um, <clears throat> I'm just having fun. We usually uh, sing the doxology at the end of service. I asked Leanne if we could change that to uh, Bear Down Chicago Bears um, before we go. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just having fun. All right. Um, There's a lot of high expectations at Christmas, isn't there? We want to see our family gatherings uh, as something that's perfect. We want our kids uh, to be blessed and enjoy their presence and behave and all of those things. We, we want the decorations uh, to be perfect. We want, um, you know, the food, you know, the energy. It just every, we just have such high expectations of Christmas, right? We want Christmas to be perfect. But perfect is an illusion. And so when something doesn't meet our expectations, like Christmas, not only do we get disillusioned, we can get sad. Sometimes we even get hurt. But beyond Christmas, what about life? What about when life doesn't meet your expectations? 
What about your marriage? Or what was your marriage? Or what you would like to be your marriage? And, and those expectations aren't met, or kids, or work, or the schooling, the degree you had that it didn't work out like you had planned, and maybe you're getting close to retirement, and you had these thoughts and ideas, and it's, it's, just, it's just not what you expected. What happens when God doesn't meet our expectations? What happens when we think he should do something and he doesn't, or we thought something would be different and it isn't, and we start to lose heart, we start to lose our faith, we start to begin to doubt, and what happens to a lot of people is when God doesn't meet their expectations, they just leave the faith. I've had friends that have just walked away because God wasn't what they thought he was, and so they go their own way. There's those that feel like they can't trust God. There are famous people that are Christian authors and you know worship leaders and stuff that have left the faith because God didn't meet their expectations. So I'm going to say something as we begin to look at this story from God's Word, and I want to be clear about it. It's not in the slides or anything like that, but if you want to write it down, but I just want to be really clear about what, it, what we're talking about today, and that's this, is that there is nothing wrong with doubts. There's nothing wrong with doubts. I want you to know that today because at some point in your life, whether young or old, you will have some doubts and there's nothing wrong with the doubts because in our story today, John the Baptist shows up again and this time with doubts. It's kind of an interesting story because John the Baptist is such a strong character in the New Testament. I mean, he is strong in his calling. He's strong in his faith. He is strong as a prophet. I mean, if there was one person alive that knew who Jesus was, I mean, it was John, right? I mean, every time he saw Jesus, he said, behold the Lamb of God. He is the Savior of the world. Every time he saw Jesus, he pointed out, he said, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. He baptizes Jesus, and he hears the Father from heaven saying, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. So if anybody knew who Jesus was, it was John. And yet, in our reading today, he finds himself in prison, and he's no longer confident. Now he's starting to wonder, what leads to John's crisis of faith? What happens in John? Was Jesus not what he expected? Was John now in prison not what he expected? I mean, wasn't Jesus coming to judge? And now he's just loving everybody? I mean, wasn't he going to be king, not Herod? I mean, really, Jesus. And so he finds himself wondering in prison, so he sends his friends to Jesus to say, hey, are you the one, or should we look for somebody else? Are you the one, or should we look for somebody else? Because I thought you would be different. 
you're not what I expected. How does Jesus respond to that? To the one who should know who he is, how does Jesus respond? How would you have responded? I probably would have got angry. Seriously, John? Are you kidding me? You're going to ask me that? Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus doesn't just pat him on the head. Oh, don't worry about it, John. It's okay. It's, uh, we all doubt sometimes. Don't worry about it. Just believe. It's going to be okay. And Jesus doesn't do that. What's interesting is how Jesus does respond. And this is the first thing to write down. Jesus responds with evidence. Jesus responds with evidence because he knows what John needs. He knows John's head. He knows John's heart. He knows everything about John. And so he responds this way in the verses that Travis read, just two verses. Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Go tell John what you hear and see, what's happening. Go give him the evidence. Jesus doesn't roll his eyes at John. He doesn't get angry with John. He doesn't just say, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. No, he shares the facts. He says, look, there have been hundreds of prophecies in the Old Testament about me, and I'm fulfilling them all, John. Just look at what's happening around me. Don't look at your expectations right now. Just look at what's happening all around and what was prophesied a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago. It's happening right now. It's happening in our midst. Everything the Old Testament prophets said are true, John. Everything you said is true, John. In fact, when Jesus stands up in the synagogue, he picks up the scroll of Isaiah and he reads from Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim the freedom of the captives and the release from the darkness for our prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. He's saying, John, everything that the prophets said would happen is happening right now. So he says, that's what I want you to tell him. Where do you get your information about life? Where do you get your facts? Do you look around and look in the natural world to just see what's happening, what's going on, and say, okay, well, I guess that's the way it is? Do you go by how you feel? Do you go by what you think? Do you go by your expectations? If they're met, great. If not, well, I'm, I'm going to be sad and hurt. Where do you get your facts? Where do you get your information. You need to check the source of your information. And Jesus was telling John, hey, I'm the source of all your information. I am doing exactly what was said about me, all that was said about me. It would be impossible for anyone born from the beginning of time to today to fulfill all these prophecies. And yet back then, Jesus said, look, I'm doing it all. I'm proving who I am by what I do. Saying, John, I am the one. And then Jesus says this in the next verse. Verse 6. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. 
Ooh. Just because I don't meet your expectations, John, just because I don't do what you think I should do, don't, don't fall away. Just because I'm not what you expected, don't fall away. And listen to me, you need to be open to what God is doing. Even when you don't understand everything. You need to be open to, to what he's saying. How do you think John felt when he heard that mild rebuke from Jesus? When he heard those words that, blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me, I think when John heard that, he probably was like, I can't believe I doubt it. So sorry. He was probably overwhelmed with brokenness and grief and felt like a failure. And then his disciples say, John's friends, they say to him, oh yeah, he said one more thing, and John's probably like, oh no. What else did he say? John, he said that you were the greatest person ever born. Verse 11, truly I tell you, among those born of women, there, is, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. John, he said one more thing about you. Oh, no, what did he say? He says, you're the best. That's our Jesus. That's our Jesus. When we doubt, when we fail, that's our Jesus. How does God handle your doubts and your fears the same way he handled John's? It'll be on the screen. Just four things he did for John. He does them for you. Just write them down. That's our Jesus. When we doubt, when we are afraid, when we don't see our expectations met, he meets us in grace and love and encouragement. And if you need it, proof. God will prove himself faithful. And so we see this. This is what Jesus does. That's our Jesus when we doubt, when we fear. We go to him. And that's why I want to say, if you find yourself in a season of doubting, if you ever do, Run to him. Don't run away. Don't hide out. Don't ignore him. Run to him. Go to the one who gives you grace and love and encouragement. Go to the one who will provide whatever you need at that moment. Go to God. Don't run away. Don't live in your doubts all by yourself because there will be times when you don't understand why things are going the way they are. There will be times when your expectations are not met in life. There will be those times. So how will you respond? I think of the characters in the Christmas story that our children did. Wasn't that great? I love that. And I think of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wives. I think about all of them that they said yes to God, but it probably didn't go like they expected like Mary said, sure, absolutely, whatever you say, God, I'll do it. And then as it went, I didn't know it would be this hard, you know. Or Joseph, shouldn't this be easier? I'm running around trying to keep my son alive. And Mary and Joseph could be like, what have we gotten ourselves into? The shepherds come and this glorious gift is given to them, the angels Proclaim it to them. They get to see Jesus, and now they say, go tell everybody what you saw. And 
The shepherds are like, nobody's going to listen to us. They wouldn't listen to us anyway, but now this story is so crazy, they surely won't listen to us. And then the wise men who traveled so far brought such expensive gifts, expecting to see a baby king, and they show up, and there's this teenage mom and this little baby, and we thought the king would maybe be a little, I don't know, more exciting. This wasn't what we expected. And you know what's interesting about everyone in that story? Is that even though their expectations weren't met, they all worshipped and obeyed. Even though their expectations weren't met, they all worshipped and obeyed. You see, Mary and Joseph, throughout Jesus' life, always doing what God asked them to do. Always showing up at the temple at the right time and doing exactly and raising Jesus. We, we, we see the shepherds spreading the good news, the wise men worshiping. We see it all there. They had faith and they obey. And so when the, your expectations aren't met, do the same. Go to God. Worship and obey. And I encourage you to do that because, listen, this is the bottom line. Where else are you going to go? Right? Seriously. What's your plan B? You going to figure it out on your own? Good luck. You're going to listen to your best friend? Again, good luck. What are you going to do? Because whether you realize it or not, you are in a spiritual battle. Heaven and hell are battling over your soul. Every single one of us. And hell, there's an enemy that's out to steal, kill, and destroy you. He will try to isolate you with your unmet expectations, with your doubts, with your fears, and the whole purpose is to destroy you. But Jesus, what does he do when we go through a hard time? Grace, love, encouragement, provision, whatever we need, because he came to give you abundant life. Jesus, on the very last night of his life, said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's no other way, no other truth, no other life. Don't try to figure it out on your own. He is our God. He is our Savior. He is our King. He is our Lord. He is everything. Go to him, surrender to him, abide with him, worship him, obey him. He will never push you away. He will always bring you close. That is our God. When expectations aren't met, go to him. Follow him like Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men. And listen to me, if you ever doubt like John did, run to him, go to him. There'll be grace and love and encouragement and all that you need is found in him. Amen? Amen. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me this morning? God, we are so grateful for your word. Your word is true. 
And you don't sugarcoat all the stories in your word. You, you tell the raw stories of, of doubt, of unmet expectations, of sadness and hurt and brokenness in prison. And yet, in the midst of those stories, you reveal who you are. You reveal your grace and your love. You build this up. You don't tear us down. And God, you provide all the proof we need. God, you provide everything we need. There is no other name but your name, Jesus. You are the way, the truth, and the life. I pray that if we ever doubt that we wouldn't run away from you, but we would run to you. And God, thank you that you don't beat us up. You don't get mad at us. You embrace us and you draw us close. I pray for everyone this morning that's here, whether it's Christmas or life or our walk with you, God, if there's any unmet expectations, may you just reveal your love to us today. May you just remind us that you've got us. May we just look back on our life and just realize you've been with us every step of the journey and you're going to be with us every step of the journey through all of eternity, God. And provide the proof anyone needs today. God, again, thank you so much for your word. May it find good ground in our heart and grow this week. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.